Well, we've been on quite a journey already, haven't we? We've sung some great, famous Christmas hymns. We went down memory lane at Liberty Tavern with the dolls, and that was fantastic. And now, Luke's version of the Christmas story, which is probably the most famous one of all. Again, there are four versions, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But Luke's really memorable. He gets into some details, like the manger and the shepherds and the angels coming in a heavenly chorus singing glory to God in the highest. Very meaningful, very special. This is a very special night. Jesus Christ being the most influential person in the history of the world. And this is the night that Jesus Christ comes into the world. Very, very special. Now, we as human beings have a habit of sanitizing things. And we sanitize sometimes this story. So we're told by Luke that Jesus is placed in a manger. We call it a manger. But in the version I chose to be read tonight by my children, it's called a feeding trough because that's what it was. And there's nothing really sweet about that. I know we sing about sweet baby Jesus, but there's nothing sweet and sanitary about a feeding trough. And then how about the shepherds on this special night that the heavenly chorus comes and sings to and there's glory and the sky is lit up with a bright light of the glory of God. Shepherds, shepherds were the used car salesmen of the Bible. They were despised. They were rejected. Their occupation was very important. It was really vital. It was needed, but they were still despised and rejected because of their occupation. Their occupation basically had dealt them a raw deal, a bad hand. What do you do when you're dealt a bad hand? I know for me, a lot of times, I choose to be bitter. I choose darkness, not the light, which Christmas represents. I choose to push farther and farther and farther away from God. Matter of fact, a lot of times, When I'm confronted with those type of situations where there's light and there's darkness, there's a push and pull that goes on in my life. I push God away and I push people away that will help me to become better. And instead, I pull people in. People maybe who are bitter like me that kind of encourage me along that bitter path. I choose darkness. I don't choose light. I choose bitterness. And I watch my life deteriorate. I watch me walk myself farther and farther and farther as we've been talking about home, my true home. And tonight on this special night, what Christmas is about is the call to all of us that no matter how bad things are, to choose light, to choose love, and to choose Life. That's what Jesus did. Jesus left paradise, the glory of paradise, to bring light, life, and love to our world. The shepherds did that even though they had been dealt a really bad hand by life. When that announcement came to them, they said, let's go. Let's go and see it. And they did. They chose. And so that's God just saying to us, no matter what has happened to you, your life can be far better if you will just Choose the light. Your life can get a whole lot worse than what it is if you choose the darkness. Now, 2020 has been a rough year. Been a tough time. 
It's a challenge. It's a challenge to choose light when there's so many problems. It's a challenge to choose light when we're surrounded by despair. But we have to swim upstream. We've got to go against the flow. We have to follow Jesus Christ. We have to march behind him and do those things that are hard because in the end, it'll not only make our lives better, but it'll make lives around us better as well. That's what this special night is really all about. It's about fighting back. Now you think about the famous verses in the Bible that call us by God and his word to choose like Jesus uh, is called the light of the world. Genesis 1-3, we have God spoke and said, let there be light. There's a famous passage in Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, notice the passion in God's voice. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. God wants nothing but the best for us. God knows that life is a big time struggle. God understands 2020. God understands what you've been through. And yes, there's that feeling like, man, I deserve just to be bitter. I deserve to be depressed. I deserve to be down and frustrated. All of those things. But God knows that the way to life, the way to your best version of you is to choose his light, to choose his love. Jesus says this in John chapter 13. He says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. If any night is about choosing light, it's Christmas Eve night. If there is any time of year where we talk about choosing light and life and love, it is Christmas when light enters the world. Isaiah, that famous passage, for a people walking in darkness, they have now seen a great light. So here on this Christmas, this special Christmas Eve, 2020, even though 2020 has been very difficult, I want to encourage you to choose, to choose light. Now, something interesting in the Bible. You think about the group of people who wrote the Bible. They're called Israelites, the Jewish people, the sons and daughters of Abraham and Sarah, the Israelites. Where did that name come from? The Israelites, Jacob. Jacob, who was the grandson of Abraham. Jacob, his name means deceiver. Jacob wasn't the greatest person in the world. I mean, he's called the deceiver. That's what he did. All of his life was just one big, huge conflict, one problem after the other. So in his world, in the ancient Near East, to be born first was a big deal. It meant that you had the birthright, the birthright of the firstborn. And he had an older brother born just before him. And one day, his older brother Esau, who was a hunter and a person of the outdoors, that's what he loved to do. He came home one day famished. He'd been out hunting. And here was Jacob. And he was stirring a big pot of stew, right? And so Esau comes up and says, I am starving to death. Jacob says, I'll give you some of my stew. Sell me your birthright. That's Jacob for you. And here's... Here's poor Esau, right? He's starving. He says, what is my birthright if I'm going to die right here, right now in front of you? And so Jacob, 
deceives him out of his birthright. He takes it from him for a bowl of stew. Later on, he wants to steal Esau's blessing from his father, his father Isaac, who was going blind. So he dresses up like his brother Esau, and he goes in and he deceives his own father, and he steals the blessing from Esau. Jacob had a very, very troubled life. Did a lot, just totally surrounded by conflict constantly in his life. So you got to say to yourself, so God changes Jacob's name to Israel and they're called the Israelites. Why? Why Jacob with all the conflict in his life? I mean, what about his, his grandfather, Abraham, who was kind and courageous? Why didn't God say, let's call them the Abrahamites? Or how about Isaac, his father, who was faithful? How about the Isaacites? Why the Israelites named after Jacob? And I'll tell you something else that's really interesting. Even though God changes his name from Jacob to Israel and they're called the Israelites, the Bible continues to call Jacob, Jacob. Now, that probably means this, that all of Jacob's life was a big struggle. That for all of his life, even after God changes his name, he continues to struggle. He is very flawed. He continues in his deceiving ways. Now, also interesting is this. God calls and chooses Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Joshua, Samuel, David, all of those. But God didn't choose Jacob. What's distinct about Jacob is Jacob chose God. He stole the blessing. He stole the birthright. He fought his way into a flawed, filled relationship with God. And his life was a constant struggle. Matter of fact, Israel, the name Israel means one who struggles with God. Are you a Jacob? I tell you what, I'm a Jacob. My life has been a constant struggle. And this is an encouragement for us right here at Christmas. Because God comes with the glory of his light to the used car salesmen of the Bible, the shepherds, and they choose the light. That doesn't mean their lives completely change, but they struggle through just like Jacob. Are you a Jacob? I'm a Jacob. Many times when I am confronted with light and darkness, as I said earlier, I'll choose the darkness. I'll choose the bitterness. I'll choose the despair. I'll choose to bring people around me who aren't good for me. I would choose those things that tear down instead of build up. And that's what Jacob did. But he kept fighting in all of his flaws. And God loved him so. And God changes his name from Jacob to Israel. And that's what the Israelites are called. People who struggle with God. I struggle with God. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the pain at the beginning of Grace Community Church. Oh man, I had been through difficult experiences in the ministry with church after church after church. I was burned by church. I was hurt by church. When Grace Community Church started, it was because I had just left a church that was melting down. And, and I had been with that church right before that church. I'd been with another church that also I was really let down and hurt badly. And so when grace began on this night 20 years ago, I didn't want to be in the ministry anymore. I was done. I didn't celebrate my way into Christmas Eve of the year 2000, 20 years ago. I limped in and I was pretty sure I didn't want to be there. I was 
halfway embracing the darkness, not the light. But God put a group of people around me who were loving and patient and kind. And eventually I embraced the light. And because of it, my life turned so much better. But boy, we were really on that edge. Now, there are things that we went through, that I went through in the starting days, even of grace, that made it really difficult. Now, we've been searching. I said we were Liberty Tavern there this morning. You know, we went from there to Key School to, to TJ, the journey that we've been on. But along the way, there's been some things that have happened that we haven't always shared about. But I want to share a few things with you tonight. We've had a lot of different churches and properties promised to us. Like people would say to us, we're going to give you this church. It's going to be yours. And then they would pull it away from us. We had one pastor prophesizes, I'm telling you, I'm prophesying right now, write it down. This property is yours and then pull it away from us. We've gone in and talked to churches that have a facility that's huge, but have very, very few people and just ask them, hey, could we, could we do something? Could we figure out a way to partner? Because you have so much available space. And instead of them being kind to us, they insulted us. I tell you what, I talked to a lot of pastors, particularly before we started meeting in schools. And they would say to things, oh, the public school system is terrible. Bunch of godless people in the public school system. You know what? This public school system has been nothing but kind and good. They have exceeded all my expectations. They have been the most wonderful group to work with. But churches, oh my goodness, been hurt and disappointed. And so even though we started Grace in a really kind of hurting way, our experience with church, sometimes not all the time, has also continued that hurt and pain. But you know what? I have a decision to make. Am I going to choose light? Am I going to choose God's way? You know, light in the scripture represents everything that's great in this world. Am I going to choose that light? How about you? On this Christmas Eve night, on a night of light, when the light comes into the world, the challenge there that is laid out before all of us, just like the shepherds is, even though they are the used car salesmen of the Bible, will you choose light? Even if your life has dealt you a really bad hand. I want to encourage you to do that tonight. I want to encourage you to choose light and to walk in that dawning of God's goodness in your life because he has great plans for you. Now, I want to pray for you just that. And then we're going to have our own heavenly chorus. We're going to sing with a choir, Silent Night. Before we do that, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, God, you know what every single one of us has gone through. You understand those of us who have had a raw deal and a bad hand. But you present before us tonight on this special night, light and darkness. Give us the courage and the strength and all of our flaws to choose your light. That we and the world around us might be all that we can be in you. In Christ's name, amen.